0: and hello folks this is nate johnstone and i'm here with paul anderson hello Nate. And hello this is the things christians want to know podcast and we believe you want to know how to get out of a victim mentality mm-hmm. um we all need this for ourselves at different points in our life and we all need it for others i think probably all the time um and we, we end up in this victim mentality when we are victims of something, um, usually something pretty serious, that then uh, we can't get past. Is that a good way to put it? Yes. Um, and somehow we end up kind of enslaved to this understanding and identity of being a victim. We take the victimhood on as part of who we are now. This is who I am. I am the
1: person who lost the father yes the person who had the alcoholic mother the the divorced person yep and maybe you are those things you know we we're not living
0: in disbelief (laughs) or non-acknowledgement of the truth but there's a difference between saying yes this happened to me this is part Mm -hmm. of my story and saying no this is who i am This defines my personhood now
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and that's when it starts becoming unhealthy for Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. and you know we've said this before but I want to reiterate that we're in no way discounting the pain suffering trauma or difficulty that you or your friend or loved one may have gone through horrible things happen in this life Mm -hmm. and we all go through trouble and some of us have to walk down a road that is really difficult and that others could never possibly understand and we acknowledge that and, and not only
1: do we acknowledge it but the Bible says that God is especially close to those people who have experienced the crushing blows of life
0: exactly and sadly sometimes we can't feel him in those circumstances mm-hmm. uh, because we're so numb um, to, due to the situation, but we take take it on faith that he is that close to us. And as we become healed further down, then the Holy Spirit starts to show us that God was there mm-hmm. and we start to see the things that we that we just couldn't see before. And so we, we know that these things happen that they are crushing, that they are, they are debilitating and we want to say that at the same time that we acknowledge that those things and acknowledge the pain, we want to say that there is still hope yes to move beyond you will not stay forever where you are unless you refuse to move and that sounds harsh maybe to someone who's going through something that if you refuse to move you'll never get anywhere but sometimes sometimes we have to say things that are a little tough to hear yes and this is this is one of those times
1: nate last night i shared my story Hmm. with my children. They uh, came over with their spouses, and were celebrating my birthday early, and it's a milestone birthday. It's number 75. <whistles> yes, I Congratulations. am that old. I really am. <laughs> and I shared the story of Karen, who after three Difficult pregnancies, but praise the Lord. Three wonderful children Andrew, then Naomi, then Gabriel. She was pregnant, and we it was prophesied that this is going to be different, hmm. and so we expected different meaning it's going to be easier. And when Karen felt nothing for two days close to the birth within days of the birth, I was thinking, Well, he, he it was it was a he. He's just getting warmed up, getting ready and when we went in for the ultrasound because the midwife had uh, told us to get an ultrasound and when she couldn't find the heartbeat, that was scary. Mm-hmm. that was that was Oof. that was just it was the worst time of my life, that moment and uh, of course it was absolutely horrific for Karen. What I shared, last night is I praised my heroic wife after it took her eight months to come through that and to let God come back and and heal heal her it was it was uh, a difficult eight months but then she had three more children and I said, mm-hmm. kids look at that look at that brave woman she could have, been so uh, wounded by what happened that she could have shut down mm-hmm. and adopted a victim mentality and said, this is who I am. This yeah. defines me. It doesn't define her. We're going to meet Karsten in heaven and we're going to be reunited. And so that's one example. There are examples, mm-hmm. of course, from the Bible. And whenever you want me to, I want to jump in and, and uh, get to some of those. But
0: you, Please do. I just want to just parenthetically um say good job you and Karen for passing these things on to your kids mm. because i really think we as parents need to do that and these are all adult kids yes um, most of whom are married many have kids of their own but to continue to disciple your adult children good job and to honor each other in that is such a wonderful example for your now married children to see the honoring of one another mm-hmm. that you guys do so well. You've always been an example to Sarah and I mm-hmm. in that, and we try to do that um, in front of other people as well and in front of our kids.
1: They videoed it. Oh. they uh, and That was Andrew's great. idea. He said, Dad, we want this for the grandchildren, your cool. grandchildren. And so they videoed the evening, and it was uh, about an hour and a half worth. It was a, a very special so, Evening
0: good job on that, and we're going to be talking about marriage in the future. Absolutely, um, we're going to do probably a couple different series uh, on marriage, so be looking forward to that. Okay, but why don't you give us some some more biblical examples of um fighting this victim mentality?
1: Yes, so Absalom is the son who may be the closest to his father in an outlook, he's he's a charismatic young man, his he's father, a father. His father, David, he's a good leader, and uh, the sad thing is that he operated as a victim. Hmm. He was bitter toward his father. His father was a better fighter than he was a father, and Absalom hated his father. And Absalom
0: had every reason to be a victim.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, there were legitimate, terrible things that happened. His sister was raped. That's right. I mean, we're talking horrific things. So it's understandable that he would have these kind of feelings. But the sad thing is he didn't move
1: beyond that. Yes.
0: Into a healthy life after that. He he stayed there.
1: He could have acknowledged, my dad is a good man. He loves God, and I know he loves me. He just doesn't know how to show it but he hated him. And so he walked with bitterness. Mm -hmm. And when people adopt a victim mentality, and it is a choice, it's not uh, a conscious choice usually, but it is a choice, then there are certain sins that creep in. And one is a sin of bitterness. Mm -hmm. It it can occupy our mind. And so uh, Absalom tried, as you know, to overthrow his father. He was uh, trapped when we tried to go under a tree, and his long hair got caught, and then Joab finished him off with darts. And he died of those dart wounds, but he really died of a father wound.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's, uh, it's tragic because he never got past that outlook that could have saved him, and maybe he could have been king. He, yeah. he would have made a good king he was a good good leader. We talked about the children of Israel and how they wanted to go back rather because they feared the future they uh, when you adopt a victim mentality, the uh, present is uh, painful and the future is daunting yeah and so the past is uh, is easier it's easier to say if only if only this hadn't happened we could get there but we're stuck. Mm-hmm. So th- as,
0: as they say the devil you know is better than the devil you don't.
1: Hm. Yeah,
0: and that speaks to that. The past present may be terrible, but the future might be worse. So let's stay where we are.
1: Yep. So w- Jesus told this parable of three investors, one who had 5 talents, one 2 and and another one 1. And the first two did very well. And you hear them being commended by this master. He seemed like a wonderful person Mm -hmm. and says, enter uh, enter into the joy of your master. So they're going to have a celebration and looks like a good guy. Then the third one is afraid and buries his talent. And he expects to be let off the hook. Mm Mm-hmm. And he said, "I knew you were a hard man." And you, you think, where did he get that from? What, uh, what was hard about this bastard? He seemed like a wonderful person, and yet he had this picture of a hard man who reaped where he didn't sow, which isn't true,
0: right? Uh,
1: and so I dug it. I, I put it in the ground. Here it is. Here you have what is yours. And Jesus used two words in the same sentence that I wouldn't use, uh, wicked and lazy. Ouch. (laughs) Yeah, he was lazy and he was wicked, and he was a victim. He was a victim of circumstances, and uh, he talked himself into a paralysis, into Mm -hmm. a passivity, and that's another potential liability, sin of a victim, is that they are paralyzed. And that's the picture of this man in John five yeah. who had physical paralysis. But I think there was a behind that. I agree. There was a mental, emotional paralysis that kept him from Could it move moving forward? forward. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And again, these things happen to them. Being in that position is not their fault. Being in a place where he can't move forward. That's not his fault, but he can still choose to say, God, help me help yes. me get past what I can't get past. Yes. i f- Got thrown in this pit, but I can't climb out. You can help me though to get out. Mm-hmm. So if, this isn't a blame game here. We're not saying if you're a victim, just grow up. It's probably your fault anyway. Blah, blah, blah. That's not what we're saying. Don't don't let the devil twist <laughs> any of these words around. What we're saying is regardless of how you got where you got, yeah. whose fault is, it may be, God can get you out and forward. And you can become healthy and whole again. You will still have had this experience, and it'll still affect your future. You'll have that testimony. You'll be able to minister to others who have had similar experiences, and so God can use it in wonderful ways. And yes, there will be times where you still think of it, and it get, and you're sad. Anyone who's been through grief knows that they lost a parent. Sometimes, when you think about the parent you lost, you get you get sad, but you don't live there. You don't stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, you occasionally visit, <laughs> and then you move on. And that's how you can, how it can be for the post-victim mentality as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Where,
0: yes, it's, it still happened to you, and sometimes it might make you a little sad. You might think about it. You might have a bad day, but you can get back to where it is that God is calling you to do. Yes. It's a lie to for anyone to tell you that you're never going to change. You can never be as good as you were before. You're broken now. And this is one of the lies that victims tend to believe, that they are broken. Mm-hmm. They will never get better. They'll always be broken. They've been ruined by this thing that happens. And what a
1: horrible feeling. Terrible. Joseph could have been there.
0: Joseph had every reason to
1: be there. He was thrown off by his brothers. His dad thought he'd been killed. They sold him into slavery. What a terrible thing. Mm -hmm. He could have been so bitter and locked in on that, been a victim. Somehow he managed not to and he powerfully forgave them to the point where they they could hardly believe that he really did and he said no i i'm going to take care of your kids yeah i'm going to take care of you so it was it was a total forgiveness and, and I god i guarantee you that was not easy no it wasn't easy for him to do this wonderful verse we might as well say it now yeah romans 8 mm-hmm. 28 here it comes All things, all things, all things work together for good. All things are not good. Mm -hmm. You've said that several times during our sessions. It's not good. It shouldn't have happened. It was wrong, but you don't have to get locked in and become a victim. Embrace that as your identity. All things, not most things, all things work together. For good, to those who love God, who are called according to His purpose, God can use it.
0: Yeah.
1: It, God wasn't behind it. God wasn't behind what happened to Joseph. No. But God used it for good and made him the most powerful person.
0: How amazing it, is God? Oh, how amazing is God! Is that, right. that He can do that? Yes. And and it might be really hard for you if you're going through something like this right now. It, it might be impossible for you to imagine. God being able to use this somehow for good. Mm. But stay with him. Come on. Don't let go of his hand. Just let him walk you through this and lead you on. Because he will show you just how powerful he is. And you will be able to see in the land of the living that he works things for good. Yes, And you will see it and it will amaze you.
1: Trust me. (laughs) Trust me. Glad you said it, Nate. Zechariah he saw God use it for good. Mm-hmm. But there was a time when he lost it. When he wasn't seeing clearly. Hey, when was the last time an archangel showed up in in church? Zechariah, <laughs> he is asking for a sign and he just got one and he hardly even recognizes it.
0: His response is
1: <laughs> unbelievable. Yes. Yes. He should have been saying, oh, wonderful, here it is. It finally happened. Praise the Lord. And he said, how can I be sure? I think that shows that he had a bruised heart Mm -hmm. and that he was operating with the victim mentality.
0: I agree. So for those, you're probably familiar with the story, but this is Luke 1. The archangel comes to Zechariah. He's finally in the temple performing his priestly duty. Mm -hmm. This is chosen by Lot, and it doesn't happen very often in your career as a priest maybe once this is a big deal yeah okay so he's doing this big deal and his heart and mind aren't really focused on the lord i dare say because an archangel shows up and says hey you're congrats boy like you're gonna your wife's gonna have a child and he doesn't fall on his knees and praise God. He doesn't say thank you. He doesn't tremble before the angel, which is interesting because most people do. Like, he did it first. Well, at first he does. Yeah. But then he has the gall to open his mouth. Yes. You know, it so is. he's not that afraid. <laughs> or maybe not that respectful, perhaps. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just such an interesting response for yes. a man in his position who was doing what he was doing at that time. So to me that says that he has probably uh, this isn't in the text, but but I think it's Implied, he's been praying for a child forever.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: is dirt old now, past the his wife is well past menopause. Okay, he he prayed for a child all his life. God never gave him one, and for a Jewish man, particularly a Levite and a priest, not having a son to pass on that very important um, aspect of their culture is devastating,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and. It was looked at by, barrenness was looked at by by other people in the culture as like a curse, sort of, from God, which was unfair. Um, but that's that's how they saw it. And so I'm guessing he's asked for a son for decades and decades and decades. God never got one. And he has now become very bitter, I think, towards God, maybe towards life in general. Mm-hmm. So an angel, because to me, that's the only way that can explain an angel showing up and saying, hey, your wife's going to have a son. And really? Yeah, whatever. I don't think mm-hmm. so, buddy. Mm-hmm. To an angel,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's
0: it's it's unbelievable. So that's how that's how powerfully this victim mentality can enslave us. But it has a good ending.
1: It does because he yeah. out of that silence, nine months of silence, time and, to reflect. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a quiet it's a quiet household because she goes on a retreat for f- the first five months until she's showing. And, and he's not talking, so things are pretty quiet at the Zechariah household. But then when he opens his mouth, what comes out? Prophecy. Mm-hmm. So God was at work, and he was saying yes. He was responding. So God did deal with him, and he came around. He was a victim, but he got healed Yep, and was it was ready to receive the child
0: he was and he he's an example of he let that victim mentality lead to sin mm-hmm. it led to bitterness and a distrust lack of faith is sin right mm-hmm. and he didn't just distru- he distrusted the word of the lord so and the victim mentality can do that it can lead to sins like bitterness jealousy and those ingratitude is a
1: big one yeah uh taking up an offense mm-hmm. is a big one anger Yep, is a really big one. Uh, Criticism. Self-pity is another Mm -hmm. big one where you look at yourself and you just want people to commiserate with you. You don't want them to change you. You don't want them to come in and offer alternatives. But you want them to come in and say, I feel for you. And that's all.
0: Right. Uh, And that can get very self-destructive over time. I think Zach was uh, probably guilty of many of those yeah. but the wonderful part of that story is that even in the midst of that and how deeply he was entrenched in this he got out God got him out now it took a little bit of a rebuke on God's side and I, God doesn't normally strike us dumb by the way <laughs> if, you, if you're if you suffering in a victim state and you take it too far God's not going to strike you dumb that was because you dumb mouth off to an archangel Like that's just not a good idea but uh, by saying Silently, albeit silently, because he couldn't talk. I think Zach said in his heart, okay, I want to get out of this, and Mm -hmm. I want to trust you again, Mm -hmm. Lord. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm guessing he went through a lot of forgiveness during those months of silence, Mm -hmm. forgiving God, himself, maybe Sarah, I don't know. And God led him through that, so that then by the time we do hear his voice again, he's come out on the other side. And so if you want to see a picture of someone who's gone through this and come out on the other side to a
1: Wonderful future. Zachariah is a good place to go. It's a wonderful story. And uh, at our next session, we want to talk about specific steps Mm -hmm. that we can take to get freed, to move out beyond that victim mentality. You said Sarah, by the way. I think you might have meant Elizabeth. Elizabeth.
0: I did mean Elizabeth. You're right. Okay. Sarah is my wife, (laughs) whom I am not angry at. (laughs) Okay. All right. week That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless.